Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Low Tallest, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. Hey, it's Kyle Meredith from the Kyle Meredith With Podcast. After 15 years of reporting on your favorite pop culture, Consequence of Sound is relaunching as simply Consequence. And they're kicking off this new era with a fresh rebrand and a newly designed website. The rebrand more accurately represents Consequence expanded coverage scope, which now includes music, film, and TV, as well as heavy Consequence and the Consequence Podcast Network. With a focus on optimal usability across desktop and mobile devices, the new website offers readers a sleek, fast-loading experience that's easy to navigate. Further, a new premium members section will offer features such as a customizable homepage, desktop and mobile notifications for your favorite artists, an ad-free experience, access to exclusive giveaways, and other unique content. So what are you waiting for? Head to Consequence.net for your pop culture needs in both the mainstream and the underground. So you want to be a rock and roll star? No? Well, how about a podcast star? Well, as it turns out, there's a new all-in-one platform just for you. It's called Anchor, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And check this out. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And then Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcast and, you know, everywhere else in, uh, in podcast land. And what's even better, you can actually make money from your podcast. Go figure. Uh, no minimum listenership on that. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead. Download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Consequence Podcast Network. Hey, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with the interview series presented by WFPK and WFPK.org. 
Consequence of Sound, the Consequence Podcast Network. Thank you so much for uh, making your way here, checking out the series in this episode. Hopefully you like what you hear enough to hit the subscribe button. I put out three new interviews every single week. It's uh, new ones every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Great way to keep up with all of your favorite artists. Discover some new ones, know what's happening in the music world. And of course, you can subscribe at any of the usual uh, podcast hotspots like iTunes and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, Podchaser, YouTube for the video versions where you'd like to get your podcast from. I'm Kyle Merritt, and today I'm talking with Rebecca Ferguson. She has got a new single called No Words Needed, and this is the second listen-in on a record that should be coming out hopefully later this year, co-written and produced by the one and only Nile Rodgers. And Rebecca's going to talk about the new disco sound uh, that come out of this collaboration and what to expect from the rest of the record. Uh, we're also going to be talking a lot about some heavy subjects dealing with her past as well. Uh, it's been in the last couple months, she has taken to Twitter and put some light on a lot of the bad moments that she had gone through in the past 10 years. Uh, we're talking about being bullied, blackmailed, having her music uh, uh, shelved for no good reason, uh, and what she hopes to see out of this. She wants the music industry to be regulated. We're talking licenses for uh, for managers, label execs, and uh, a lot of stuff like that. She'll tell you more about that. But she's uh, been very vocal about this, and it's very important work that she's doing out there, so I definitely want to hear all about that as well. And what some of the other artists are saying. Recently, Lily Allen came to her defense on Twitter, so I do want to hear about the uh, conversation she's having with other artists as well, and as she'll tell you how this is all leading to a very empowering album. So let's get into this. It's Kyle Meredith with Rebecca Ferguson. Hi, Kyle. How are you? It's a, it's such a pleasure to, uh, to meet you on here. You have been an enormously amazing singer on my radar for, I guess, the past decade, right? And and you're back with brand new music. And I got to tell you, I'm like, I won't even say low key. I am straight up obsessed with this new single with no words needed. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Congratulations on this. Um, Let's talk about this track, too, because this is sort of, uh, I guess, the second song that we're hearing from what's eventually going to be an upcoming record, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, It's a lot more disco than I normally go. But I think with having Niall Rodgers producing it, I think you couldn't expect anything less, really. Um, but I love this track because it's just it's just fun. And it was really fun to write. Like, we literally just had a laugh all day. It was just people hanging out, having a laugh and making music. It was not... Sometimes when you go to the studio, sometimes it can be... At times, it can be formal. This was not that. This was just chilling, making music, having a laugh, and then, you know, you get what, what you can hear now with the song. With with Niall having him on board, does it automatically go into that territory, or is that something that you all talked about? That's his sweet spot. You know what's interesting? So we don't go in and say, oh, I want it to sound this way or that way. It just organically happens, really. Yeah, and then it just it comes out like that, <laughs> yeah. You should also point it out, you got to do this in Abbey Road. What was what yeah. was that experience like? I love Abbey Road. It's there's something about the place. I know it, it sounds weird when I say this. There's a there's a bit of magic in Abbey Road, and I don't know what it is. You sense it when you're in the rooms, when you're recording. There's just something about the place. I always tend to write better. You never leave Abbey Road. Um, with a song that you couldn't play to someone you know plenty of times you'll go to the studio and you know you're messing around and you'll leave leave and go oh well I didn't really fancy that but with Abbey Road it's as if it, it forces you to to do 
be at your best. I would hope so, because to say that you went into Abbey Road and just didn't end up with anything, and you would have lost. <laughs> lost yeah, it'd be bad. This song in particular, I, I did think, you know, so so here you, you know, No Words Needed is what I'm uh, talking about here. You know, and it's it's a sexy song, uh, yeah. uh, lyric-wise, you know, uh, on top of this great, as you said, disco-themed dance yeah. song. I do wonder what it's like writing a song thematically like that with co-writers because if this were a movie it would be a love scene is what we're looking at basically yeah well that that was I've got to be really honest that was a bit difficult for me because you know my songs are quite safe <laughs> they're very safe easy songs and so it was a it was a challenge for me and then once I warmed up a bit it was fine so I was like do you like no so picture this I was like okay I'm picturing it <laughs> So I really had to, you know, imagine I was back in my very early 20s on the dance floor and I'd caught someone's eye. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that very first line, we can take it slow. Let's just start off with hello. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. as far as song intros go, that's that's perfect right there. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and I'll, I'll kind of transition. I'm going to take one of the lyrics out of context here because one of the lyrics in the song is, let me take control. We yeah. know what that means in a song like this. But I feel like out of context, that means something very different in what's going on in your career right now. Yeah. And let's paint a little picture. A few weeks ago, you got on Twitter and, and I'll let you tell this, but you basically just started saying, being very truthful about what you've gone through in yeah. the past decade with mm -hmm. the uh, music industry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, I just, it's really strange because I'm actually in a really good place. And, you know, I've spoke about this before, about the music industry and the injustices. But it's strange because I'm actually in a really good place and I've got no reason right now to be going over old ground. But I just had this moment, like an epiphany. I watched an old video of me and I reflected on myself and how different I was then. And I thought, wow, why, did, why was no one protecting that girl? Like, it was as if I was looking at myself as if it was somebody else. Like, I thought, whoa, how could anyone harm that girl? Like, obviously it was 10 years ago. I'm like, how could anyone do that? And I just had, I don't know, it was just a sense of, I can't, I can't let this happen to someone else. Like this, it's very easy for me now. I could just say, oh, that's the past, you know, let, let it be and don't worry about it. Life's fine, career's going well. But then I just thought, no, I can't. How could I look myself in the eye when I'm, you know, God willing, 80 years old, and say I didn't do anything to stop that. And I just think um, what I'm really fighting for at the minute is some form of a regulatory body in the music industry, because at the moment it's completely unregulated. I don't know about in the US, but in the UK, it's completely unregulated. So it brings in billions of pounds. I think it's, I mean, just one number I've heard is 111 billion, and that's not including live which is a lot of money. So you've got these artists creating all this money in an unregulated industry. It's not okay. Like who, who's holding people to account if, I don't know, a big boss does something to an artist, who's above him that can say, that's not okay. You can't treat that person like that. Currently there's no one. And I, I think that is only going to lead to further corruption. And actually I think it's good for them as well, because actually natural human nature it's a bit like the animal kingdom you know the lion takes on the zebra or the whatever and and and, and that's power and that's what happens and when you allow power to go unchecked 
you know, it goes wild. And I think that's what's happened. I think it, I'd like to think they should welcome it as well because it will keep them in check and go, actually, am I being a bit of a, I won't say the word here, you know, so I think, I, think, I just think all round it's necessary because it'll create a kind of space for music. And, you know, I feel like the music industry's got such a bad reputation. It doesn't need to be, it can be fun. It can just, why can't it be like, oh, the music industry, I really, it's an amazing, lovely, warm place. Like why, why can't we do that? Like why does it have to be, oh, but the music industry is a bit dark or dodgy or, so I just think we need to change the narrative. And I think for 2021, the way everything's going, uh, especially with the youth, I don't think they'll accept any archaic um, music industry practices. So I think I'm um, in the UK anyway, just trying to push it forward a little bit. So what does regulation look like for you, that, that, that what you're talking about and asking for? So what I would like to see is, so for instance, music managers have a license. So you have to go to a governing body and you apply for a license. If you have, let's say, so many complaints against you and reports to say that you are not managing properly or you're stealing money or whatever it may be, you get struck off. That means you can't be a manager anymore. So it serves as a deterrent. So then they're not going to be as likely to mistreat artists because they know they can lose their job. Same goes with um, record labels. They're licensed. So these big executives are licensed. If they bully people in the workplace um, in any type of way um, and it gets reported so many times and it's proven with evidence, then it'll go before a committee, a regulatory body, and they say, no, come on, you've had three chances. You've repeatedly done this. Sorry, you can't do it anymore. You know, I won't say a label name, but that label will then have to find another executive. So it just it just cut it just serves as a deterrent. And I think it'll just make a nicer, friendlier work environment. I think it's good as well for the people who are in power. It's good for them because sometimes people don't even realise what they've become. They've got that many people around them, praising them, treating them like they're a god, that they've become their own monster. And it's good for them as well as human beings. Sometimes human beings need to be reminded you can't treat people like that. You know, you've you've got a bit too big for your boots. And I think just creating a regulator will just make everyone realise actually we're all human beings. Let's treat each other with respect. Let's have a nice working environment. You're right. The reputation. When you say the words music industry together, there is this idea that comes in your head. Yeah. And we've got 60 years of this history yeah. going back there to have figured this out already. I do want to back up and I, I will point out, I know that you're not allowed to say everything because of what's going on legally and everything. But but take me through exactly some of the stuff that you can talk about that happened to you, because this stretches back um, in America. You know, I, I know... Yeah. First time I heard from, you know, over here was, of course, you know, was your first big record over here. Yeah, So, yeah. which would have been, what, 2010, 2011? 2011, 12, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I loved, actually. I loved coming to the States. That was so nice. And I have to be honest, everyone was so nice to me. Like, I really, I really loved um, coming over to the States. Um, but, yeah, for me, you know, it started off, a lot of it for me was, like, contractual stuff. Like, I never had, like, independent legal advice. Um one contract assigned, I didn't even get to read the whole contract. Like they literally just were like, pushed me into a room and were like, sign there. And I was like, what is this? Like, what? Sign, 
size of a Bible. I mean, it was <laughs> just really bad behaviour. Um, so yeah, that type of stuff was happening. Uh, I got told that if I didn't sign one contract, that like my career would pretty much be over. I can't say the words that they exactly said because then it's too telling uh, yeah. legally. But um, you get the gist. Uh, and you know, at the time when you're, you're a young girl and you've been dreaming your whole life, you've got these people and you're like, oh God, what do I do? And you know, looking back, it's sad and stupid, but you don't know any better at that young age. And uh, equally, they shouldn't have been doing that to me. Um, and then other things would happen when I was trying to break away from bad characters, they would bribe people. Um, to not work with me, they would blackmail people um, to say that if you do work with Rebecca or you give her any work, we will take away all our big acts away from you. So like real bullying tactics. Um, and it got really bad and it got to the point I was uh, suicidal and a very senior record exec stepped in because he was horrified by it. And, it. and he was quite in a powerful position. I feel sorry now because he was actually phoning me when I was in recording studios like checking if I was okay and then finally he stepped in and said this is gonna kill her this is gonna end really bad you need to leave her alone and then people all raced to step in to try and help me and then I was they said we will leave her alone can you ask her to put a, a two-page spread in the magazine Music Week we'll pay for it and they just basically wanted me to put like quotes of you're amazing you're so good like just I mean proper weird behavior like psychotic narcissistic behavior proper bullying so yeah no that's just one tactic I've had many tactics um but yeah no really odd behavior now when I look back like you're dealing with narcissism and very strange uh, bullying characters yeah you know, there was a time, most of the time up until, you know, the past 10 years, 15 years or so, that we saw artists disappear yeah. uh, all the time. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and usually what we heard was, you know, oh, the next record didn't sell that well. So they got dropped and they had nowhere to go after that yeah. because the big label machine was all you could turn to. And I do think the Internet did regulate quite a bit of that. So yeah. you could be an independent artist. But you know, you're talking about this. We, like I said, we saw the first record do great. And yeah. I had the big single, Nothing's Real But Love. We played it a lot here in Louisville. And and then there wasn't. Was there, were you working, was there a follow-up record to come after that that uh, we just didn't get to see? So the, the follow-up album was uh, Freedom. And it sold from memory, I think it was 150,000 records in its first, I think it was like, 13 days maybe which for the UK I don't know about the US but that's quite good 150,000 records in two weeks is, is good absolutely but then it I kind of just had a conversation and it was like oh we're shelving this now and I was like really but it's 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 sold all right like that's that's not too bad because from memory I think heaven sold a hundred and something in its first week and then I'm, I think I'm still the fastest selling debut solo artist. So for me, when that happened with Freedom, it didn't really make sense. Anyway, so then I started getting contacted by fans saying um, in other countries, we can't access 
uh, your music like just you know on Twitter we can't access it we can't see it what's happening and then I found out that nobody was able which maybe you can let me know was you able to download freedom in America because it was only three years ago I had to contact the label and ask them to lift the block that was on there and then they were like no it's everywhere it's up everywhere and I was like no it's not in America they went oh oh we don't know what happened what happened there I was like okay (laughs) so yeah no yeah death there was definite things happening yeah and and I kept a track record of it I I started logging it so when fans were saying I can't access this I logged it and I was building up things knowing that one day I'd have to challenge this yeah I mean it, it really is like your career was stolen from you you know and and especially at such a trajectory right there you know that that it was happening I mean did it feel like that that the whole thing was just yanked it felt, it felt like at times, yeah, I was being punished for, for offending someone powerful. I was being punished. And to be fair to some people, some people didn't want that for me. So there was a lot of players involved and um, I put a lot of people that loved me and cared for me, but they didn't have the power to stop what they were doing, really. Um, so everyone was kind of at their mercy. And at that time, they they were holding the cards, yeah. Mm. You were still able, it sounds like you were still able though to to continue what you've been doing in the UK. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the, I know I, I'm only speaking for the US here, you know, as far as our perception, but still like when you're up against those kind of walls, those kind of odds, whatever, you kept going, how? Thank God that you kept going, yeah. <laughs> but, but how? I don't know. I think it's the scout scale spirit. I'm from Liverpool. We're quite tough people. Um, yeah, and I pretty much fought against them till the very end. Like I was quite tough with them. Um, the only time I'd, you know, take my foot off the gas was when it was affecting my home life terribly, which at times it really did. Um, but I just fought against it. I just, I hate injustice. Um and I hate bullies, I can't bear a bully, and I just think it's so wrong, um, and that's why now that I'm in a good place, I'm just really fighting against it, and thinking, you can't treat people like that, it's not okay, you know, in life, people will feel offended, you don't then blackmail people around them, bribe people around them, and bully them, and try and block their music, just because they offended you, I mean, that's just narcissistic and very odd (laughs) behavior and those type of people need to be called out um, and taken out of the industry because it's not healthy. Well it's such important work what you're doing. Um, I know Lily Allen chimed in. I know she retweeted Mm. and and she's experienced some similar stuff. I'll only bring her up because she's kind of put herself in that conversation as well. But you've been talking with other artists too, right? I mean you've been hearing like like we no one's surprised. We know this is a widespread yeah. thing, but what what are you hearing from some of your peers? Everyone's scared. Everyone I've spoken to doesn't want to... No one's... Um, people get very, very quiet. They'll speak to you on the phone and they want to have the strength, but they're too scared because what happens is when they leave you alone, you're kind of so relieved. You're like, oh my God, they're picking on someone else now. So then... So then people are just 
scared and they just think oh god please I really don't want them to stop bullying me again as long as the light's off me and I get that so I don't I forgive them because I've been in that position um so people are scared I think if there's an inquiry which I'm pressing on for now um then people will speak up but people need to see unity and they need to see everyone coming against it otherwise people are too frightened they don't want to be singled out as well as that, they use tactics like to try and bankrupt people. I mean, I don't know Lauren Hill's story, but when I read some of the things she was writing, I was like, oh my God, you've been through this too. Like, yeah, um, people are scared. And I just think being in an industry where you just want to sing, but you feel scared to tell your truth, that's toxic. Why would anyone want to be in that industry? I mean, we need to deal with it straight away. Nina Simone was speaking about this. I mean, that was decades ago. Mm. I mean, she she became so unwell with it. Um, you know, she spoke about she had some type of mental breakdown and tried to shoot her record exec. I mean, why did no one fix it then when it was leading artists to do such terrible things? Like, why is it for me it's bizarre that no one stopped and said, shall we regulate this? Like I don't understand it. Well, uh, you are correct. I mean, the conversation about mental health has become mm -hmm. so much bigger and so much more common in yeah. the past, you know, five years or so, which has been great to see specifically within the music industry. Yeah. Um, you know, when we're still losing artists to suicide, when yeah. we're losing artists to just, you know, having their career taken from them yeah. or whatever it is, that, that's been really, really nice to see. And I, I think you're right. I mean, this younger generation, that's their foundation. They're not coming in trying to grab that later. Yeah. Like, so the work you're doing is so important right now. I really yeah. do believe. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. And I really hope the UK government get behind it and hopefully it sets a precedent for other countries. So I'm really hoping that the UK can get a regulator in, say enough's enough, and that it then rolls on and inspires other countries to do the same. So that does come back around that you are still doing this. You're still yeah. creating amazing arts and putting it out there. As we said, we, you know, we've heard a couple singles. What else can we, you know, what else can you tell us about this album that's still to come? I mean, is this a, is this a 2021 thing that you're working on? And is this the sound that we're expecting? Uh, I think the sound of the record, the song that you've heard is, yeah, it's pretty much what it's going to be. It's going to be really empowering, really a very empowering album and um, upbeat, fun in places, honest. Um, yeah. And I think, I mean, I think Niall Rogers is just so amazing. So to have him produce the album for me is a real blessing and to have even met him and got to work with him at class is a real blessing because I was starting to feel like I'd had enough of the industry. So I feel like um, having him involved is going to be magic and I'm really looking forward to seeing the complete end result. I'm happy with it so far. I'm looking forward to see how it ends, yeah. Yeah, I, I will say the um, the nice thing about the uh, the current culture, the singles culture that we're in, is you know it used to be a thing where you did you know the album cycle um, yeah, that yeah. would just grind on artists like <laughs> here's the record, here's the tour, give us the next record. Yeah, it, it does seem like with the singles culture that you finally have the time that artists finally have the time to really put the uh, you know the the work in the, the the creation part. Is that is that how you feel? Yeah, definitely, because you can kind of just put singles out as you go and you just keep writing keep recording and then just drop a little single and yeah it's quite nice yeah it is it's good yeah and 
not rushing on it as well not rushing an album I think people are eager they're like hurry up when is it when is it but it's better to just take your time and have a quality album do you think you'll get back over here to this side again with it with this music I would love to I really did like the states um and it's my dream to live in LA one day as well I'd love that um so yeah hopefully that would be nice yeah the doors are wide open. Yeah, oh, uh, thank you. you know, hopefully, hopefully that'll be sooner than later. Uh, Rebecca, again, it is um, it is amazingly important work that you're doing. Thank you thank for you. standing up for so many artists out there thank and you. for continuing to do the music you can. Again, No Words Needed is so good. I cannot wait to hear the rest of this album. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's been a real pleasure to talk to you. Thank you for taking the time to talk about it. Thanks, Kyle. Thank you. Bye. Bye. My thanks to Rebecca Ferguson. The latest single is called No Words Needed. It's one of my favorite songs of the year so far. Thanks to you for checking out this episode. Please do hit the subscribe button if you enjoyed what you heard. Uh, again, I put out three new interviews every single week, a brand new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, so it's a great way to keep up with all of your favorite artists. Uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, Podchaser, YouTube, for the video version, anywhere you get your podcast from, just to subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. Then after that... Head over to WFPK.org. That's where I do a show Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern. It's an hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews. Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence of Sound has your music and film news. You can also find me on the uh, social media spots as well. That's uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all three of them at Kyle Meredith. I'm over on TikTok at Kyle Meredith 81 Please do like and follow along and make sure to say hi when you do. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. Do you read Stephen King? Good news. There's a club for you. The Losers Club. Every Friday, us losers journey through the never-ending wastelands of King's Dominion. We sink our teeth into each of King's novels, dive deep into the lore, and review every adaptation. Even better, we're always having guests over. Thomas Jane, Will Wheaton, Mary Lambert, Mick Garris, the list goes on. So what are you waiting for? Join us as we read on through long days and pleasant nights. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.